Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcasts from pitchless.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 21st. Happy Friday, everybody. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. We just did a very funny thing. I'm in a very joyous mood because we added a new intro theme just for the Twitch crowd. It's not going to be inside this podcast, but you got to be part of the Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash pitchless every single weekday morning from 10 a.m., to 12 p.m. Eastern Time. I go over everything. You can ask all the questions you want to me. As I do the streamers of the day, as I do this very podcast, Monday through Friday, you just got to be there. It's absolutely free. What are you doing? Come join me on Twitch. But we got to talk about yesterday's games, and I led with Matt Strom. 5.1 innings, 300 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, and 11 strikeouts with 14 whiffs. He earned himself the King Cole. With 38% CSW, do I buy into this? Not really. It was Rocky Road here. He uh, he went 82 pitches as opposed to like 75. He had a 48% CSW on the curveball. That's really nice. 82% strikes on the slider. But I don't really think that Matt Strom is like breaking out in front of us. He gets the Mariners and the Dodgers next. I feel like this is more of a birthday party. That is, it comes around once a year and we all celebrate then it actually is a plateau for Strom to to go with. So I said keep Strom and carry on, but really it was more of a question, and I think we don't go with that. Uh, looking at everyone else from yesterday, Ryan Feltner had a ridiculous game, and I do not care. Uh, Romanti Contreras had a really good game. 6.2 innings, one earned run, five hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts, 14 whiffs, 35% CSW through 93 pitches, got the win against the Reds. 14 whiffs on his slider, 48, 46% CSW, 54% usage. That's what we want to see. But honestly, that's kind of normal. The only issue with Contreras is that he has a terrible fastball. Zero out of 37 whiffs on his four-seamer. That's an issue. And you guys know the Wascari Noah rule. You do not trust guys who have one elite pitch and nothing else. Now, I can get behind elite four-seamers and nothing else. Look at Joe Ryan, for example. But when it's an elite slider and nothing else, a.k.a. Wasker and Noah, it's not something that you want to sustain through the year. So it's a Dodgers, Rays, and Jays next for Contreras. He is not an ad for me. I feel like this is a trap. Kenta Maeda disappointed us. Look, I did not stream him, but it started him. Essentially means three straight days of guys that I would pick up and and start. Alex Wood, Trevor Rogers, and now Kenta Maeda left after two innings because he got a comebacker to the ankle. Poor guy. He has 111 miles per hour, and I just hope he's okay. It's been so frustrating with Maeda because all we want to do is for him to just get ramped up properly and then soar again, and he hasn't been getting the opportunities. He's left... Both of his games with some sort of injury question in his first two starts. 
And now it's a third with this comebacker. He was given extra rest. And it's ah, it's just, come on, let the guy cook. So I think that Kenta Maeda, after, say, like May 1st, maybe even May 15th, is going to be a really good starting pitcher for your teams. But you're thinking, like, should I be dropping him for fought right now? And I understand those questions. I have them too. I'm going to hold on to Maeda. I'm just going to hold on to this. Kodai Senga, though, I think you can drop. He went against the Giants, 4.2 innings, 2 earned runs, 4 hits, 4 walks, 4 Ks. What do you know? The splitter, that is the ghost fork, just a 26% CSW. And the four-seamer, yeah, returned a fantastic 42% CSW. That's nice. The cutter and the sweeper, sweeper leave a lot to be desired. He is a cherry bomb. And I don't want to have a cherry bomb on my team. Um, Javier Assad started instead of Jameson Tyone because Tyone was scratched with a minor groin injury. I think he's going to be the minimum of two weeks. It could be three weeks for Tyone. I don't really think like this is going to be a major deal for him for the rest of the year. I just feel bad for him because he's just trying to get into rhythm and really develop into the pitcher he wants to be. And he's just getting setbacks here. So I feel for him. If you have Tyone, you can drop him. Uh, I, f- I don't want that to be the case, but it just is. Michael Grove, he is going on the IL, um, and I hope it's Gavin Stone next. The one, uh, the one thing that the reason I haven't really been pushing Gavin Stone as much as the other prospect pitchers is because his fastball isn't very good, and I think the changeup is is like his main thing. The the breaker is is good, but it's really the changeup I think when it comes to Gavin Stone. And while the fastball isn't really like this big overwhelming whiff pitch. And if there's something that I really do chase when it comes to prospect pitchers coming up, look at Taj Bradley, look at Mason Miller. What are the things we like? It's the four-seamer. Even Brandon fought, even though he didn't actually have his best four-seamer, actually the last two starts in AAA, Fott's four-seamer is amazing at the top of the zone. It is just so, so good. Gavin Stone doesn't have that. And I think it's a lot easier for prospects to have success early on when they have that really good fastball. Look at Matt Brash last year in the beginning of the year. Did not have a good fastball, but it was a slider that got us hooked, and that is the mistake, I think, that we look at that. Reed Detmers, when he was pitching early last year, the slider really has put it together for him, but also the fact that he's throwing 95 now. So these are elements that really we should be focusing on, I think, when it comes to younger pitchers. And you got to have that fastball, and those that have an amazing breaker on top of it, those are the ones we get really excited about, or at least ones that have get strikes. Todd Bradley with his... They get strikes and they set up the four-seamer and it's beautiful. Mason Miller is just ridiculous. <laughs> um, but uh, with Gavin Stone, I'm not as excited about. But hey, it could be very good. And I feel like he is worth a spec ad at the very least. Tanner Houck, someone who had a fantastic start. 16 whiffs with the Gallus Bowl. And we're going to talk about him and, of course, the other guys from yesterday and all the streamers after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. 
Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Tanner Houck went against the Twins, got the win seven innings, three and runs, six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts, as the aforementioned. Gallows poll was 16 whiffs, 33% CSW. The Gallows poll is, by the way, the person with the most whiffs on a given night, and the King Cole is the, uh, the person who has the highest CSW. Tanner Houck is in the rotation. It's a six-man. They said, look, we're going to stick with him, and I'm really happy to see that he actually came through. It really is all about the slider here. 73% strike rate is super, super important as that sets up the splitter and the four-seamer a lot better. And really, it's just about getting strikes with Tanner Houck. I don't know if he can consistently. We were really stoked about him entering uh, 2022, but it was, the question was, how is the fastball? How is the splitter going to be? The splitter had a good night. I think that really helped it too. Like The slider did great, but also the splitter had six whiffs. I, I think there's more um, polish that needs to be had uh, across the repertoire for how for me to really buy into it, but he's definitely someone I am looking at. He gets the Orioles next. I don't really think that's the one that I want to do. Uh, Nestor Cortez against the Angels, six innings, three hundred runs, four hits, two walks, seven strikeouts. I want him to be a full-on ace, and he's not quite there yet. Just nine whiffs here overall for Cortez. I mean, we'll take it. But I want him to really dominate and overwhelm with four seamers and cutters. And we haven't really quite seen that yet from Cortez this year. I think he'll get there. But he's not there yet. Luke Weaver returned from the IL and we just don't want to see that. So we're going to move on. Uh, Ryan Nelson disappointed. Five earned runs in five innings. It wasn't actually Tatis that really did this against the Padres. Um, I think he's better than this. I think his four seamer is actually pretty good. Uh, but he just didn't have any command of it. I mean, that's the case. He gets the Royals next, and I think I'm back in for that one, though. I think Ryan Nelson is better than this. Uh, Patrick Sandoval is a cherry bomb, and we have to recognize that. So is Michael Waka, I guess, as like a worse version, and so is Sean Manai. And all three of these had disappointing starts. Sandoval, well, he gets Oakland next, and we're going to just roll with that one. Sean Manai, you can drop. He gets the Cardinals and the Astros next, and he's not really putting it together. His, his feel is not there with the secondaries. And Michael Waka, we just don't know if his command is going to be there. I just don't want to do it. So I prefer Sandoval and Manaya here. Um, Sandoval is my favorite at the moment just because it's Oakland in the short term. But I feel like these are guys you don't need to hold on to in your leagues. Like, go chase other things because I don't think we'll get clarity for a while on any of them. All right, looking forward to today's games. We've got Otani, Nola, Urias, Gallen, Peralta, Kirby, Malley. All of these are clear auto starts. Melly gets the Nationals. Ashcraft gets the Pirates. John Gray gets Oakland. These are in my auto starts, and I want to really clarify how I do my auto my tiering. Auto start is if I have them on my roster, the majority, heavy majority of the time, I am starting. That does include Hunter Brown, by the way, against Atlanta. Probable start are really the uh, the coin flips. I'm saying, yeah, you know what? I'm going to be starting them. I feel like I'm making my decision for you right now in a vacuum. Yeah, I think I am going to start it, but I realize that like I'm not always going to chase it on the wire, but it's my way of showcasing, hey, these are the ones that I'm picking up that if I need to start, I'm going to go with these guys. And that is Seth Lugo, Tyler Wells, Mitch Keller, and Zach Plesak. The final three have really good matchups against the Tigers, Reds, and Marlins, respectively. While Seth Lugo is against the Diamondbacks, but I feel like he's a comfortable five, six innings with a good win chance every time. Now, questionable start are me saying, look, I am not starting these, but I do recognize that these are backup options 
if you need something. And these are much bigger than that. Please do not go after the ones in the bottom tier, right? So the questionable start tier has Steven Matz, Nick Pavetta, uh, Des- Anthony Descafani, Yusei Kikuchi. Um, Matz gets the Mariners, I think. Throughout the year, we were going to like Steven Matz, but this is a tough offense. Pavetta is very risky every single time, even though it's the Brewers. You have Anthony Descafani against the Mets. Uh, I just think that Descafani was good because of the matchups before, and the Mets are just too much of a problem. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi against the Yankees. That's such a cherry bomb. Domingo Herman. we don't know if those strikeouts were real, and now he gets the Jays. JP Sears is very interesting, and he would be another tier if it weren't for the Rangers. And that's unfortunate, because I think JP Sears is actually improving his fastball, and his slider is looking really good. The new slider, I think there's something there with it. Um, Braxton Garrett against the Guardians. I know the slider can do well, but I just think that Braxton Garrett just doesn't do enough. And Drew Smiley had his Blake Snell blueprint working before, but this is the Dodgers. I don't want to do it. Do not start here. Bryce Elder couldn't handle the Royals, and now he gets the Astros. Just don't. He doesn't have a super high ceiling. Michael Kopech against the Rays. No, thank you. Um, Michael Lorenzen against the Orioles. Trevor Williams against the Twins. Joey Lucchese against the Giants. These are all matchups that are just not enough. Ryan Yarbrough should have an opener. As he goes against the the Angels, that's a very deep win chance if he must. Uh, Calvin Falcher against the um, against the White Sox, and then Noah Davis against the Phillies. You are not touching those. Looking forward to tomorrow, we have tons of aces: Cole McClanahan, Castillo, Lopez, Bieber, Alcantara, Cease. I mean, it doesn't matter to me how these are ranked. Just start start them. <laughs> uh, Framber Valdez, Andrew Heaney. If you want to raise Andrew Heaney, by all means, I didn't above Valdez because Valdez gets, even though Valdez gets the uh, Braves, you have Heaney against the Athletics. But Valdez is safer. Heaney's a cherry bomb. Also, Valdez have a higher chance, a higher chance of going six or seven than Heaney does. Dustin May is also here against the Cubs. And Logan Webb, yes. If I have Logan Webb, I'm still starting him, even though he's against the Mets. I'm, just, I'm doing it. I think the sinker gets a ton of called strikes. I think the... Uh, the slider is still good, even though it's not the whiff pitch, and the changeup is really good. Probable start tier, it's Joe Musgrove coming back from the IL, so that's why he is not in the auto start tier against the Diamondbacks, but I still want to do it. Garrett Whitlock, I really like what he's doing against the Brewers. Kyle Gibson is my stream pick of the day against the Tigers, and Tyler Anderson gets the Royals. Um, these are starts I, I'm trying to make. Uh, while in the questionable start tier, I mean... Maybe I have Alec Manoa too high. I don't think it matters because I don't want to start him anyway. He goes against the Yankees. And same with Kyle Wright against the Astros. David Peterson, I would imagine some want him in the in the second tier. I just don't trust him. I think the slider isn't as good as we want it to be. And his fastball is not very good. And the whole thing is just don't do it. Wade Miley against the Red Sox. He just had seven, strike, uh, seven shutout innings with eight strikeouts. Don't care. Felt like a birthday party. And the Red Sox could easily punish him. Miles Michaelis and Merrick Kelly are very similar here against the Mariners and the Padres, but they're Tobies, and you don't start Tobies against good offenses. Rich Hill just had a really good start, and now he gets the Reds, and there's a chance, but it's Rich Hill. It's just so volatile. Joey Wentz could do something against the Orioles. Same with Hayden Wesneski, but it's against the Dodgers, but his breaker looks really good. Joey Wentz is throwing harder, by the way. Uh, and Zach Granke against the Angels. You never know with Zach Granke. He could just make that work. And the do not start tier Taro Fujinami is far too risky against the Rangers. Kyle Freeland, Christopher Sanchez, Luis Sessa, and Chad Cool. You don't need me. But all right, that is it for today. Look, wow, this is a shorter one for whatever reason it is. Good luck this weekend. I'm doing these on the weekend, so I don't need to preview everything. Uh, I knew I have a little extra time. Why not? I'm going to just tell you very quickly, going through Sunday. Grace around Rodriguez, auto start. Brian Bayo against the Brewers. Oh, man, that is like a questionable or a probable. I cannot decide 
No, that's a questionable against the Brewers. He hasn't had that good start yet. Uh, I'm going to be conservative there, but I do recognize that Bayo might be the, one of the better options for that is available to you. Clark Schmidt do not start against the Jays. Zach Eflin is a questionable start against the White Sox. It's a still ill, lower pitch count, um, and Eflin is not amazing. Um, you have Kevin Gosman against the Yankees as an auto start despite his 700 runs in the first inning last time out. Lance Lynn against the Rays is a questionable. I want to do it, but no, you just got to be conservative. Lance Lynn has not looked great, but I feel like he will. But, oh man, that is such a coin flip. Um, Payne Battenfield is a probable start against the Marlins. That's a fun stream. Matthew Boyd against the Orioles. Uh, Orioles is bottom of questionable right now. He's throwing sub-90 miles per hour. Uh, you have Jordan Lyles against the Angels, uh, bottom of questionable. That maybe could work if you're desperate. Sonny Gray is an auto start against the Nationals. Christian Javier is an auto start against the uh, Atlanta Braves. Reed Demers auto start against the Royals. Kyle Muller against the Rangers is a do not start. Chris Flexen against the Cardinals probably is a do not start. Um, DeGrom obviously is an auto start against Oakland. Hopefully we get that start. Max Fried against uh, the Astros auto start. Jesus Lazardo, auto start against the Guardians. Tyler McGill against the Giants is a questionable start. I could see probable, but I, I just don't think he's doing enough. Wheeler is auto start against Rocky Road. Patrick Corbin against the Twins, do not start. Questionable start from Marcus Stroman against the Dodgers, maybe probable. I know it's the Dodgers, but Stroman can go six innings. Hunter Green, auto start against the Pirates. Corbin Burns, auto start against the Red Sox, even though he has the minor pec strain. I don't know if he's starting that one. We'll see. Uh, Vince Velasquez against the Reds is a questionable start. He could make that work. Jack Flaherty is a ugh, questionable against the Mariners. It's a cherry bomb situation, but he looks far worse. I mean, I'd be dropping him if you have him. Dre Jameson against the Padres, questionable. Don't want to do it. Uh, Jose Reina, absolutely not. Clint Kershaw, of course, against the Cubs. Darvish, of course, against the Diamondbacks. And Ross Stripling against the Mets. Debatable, do not start, bottom of questionable. So I had extra time. I gave you guys that one. Uh, good luck this weekend. But that is it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. Happy Friday. And may your babs be low and your strikeouts high.